Hello bathers, and welcome to Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. I'm Chris Delamere. I'm Sam Bradley. And each episode of this podcast, we bring in audio dispatches. I don't know what Sam's brought, and he doesn't know what I've brought, and we share them with each other. It's a podcast about ideas. These ideas can be anything. They can be uh, funny. <laughs> they could be uh, music. Uh, they could be borderline unlistenable sound art. All manner of shit is welcome in the bathroom. So, Sam, here we are in Sheffield again. Yeah, we're in yet another new studio. Another new studio, the Hamilton Road Studios. Hamilton Road, oh, very specific. Lower Walkley Studios. Lower Walkley Studios. Upper Hillsborough Studios. Yeah, Chris, I'm hungover. Hmm. Um, We went on my good pal Gunther, we went on his stag do in Manchester last night. Oh. And uh, I was out in the late bars of Manchester until three in the morning. Good Lord. So, um, I'm a little hungover, but I think it's given me an excellent radio voice. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm liking this. Do you also have that kind of like woozy, wired yeah. vibe where you're just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I think I'm just going to relax into this I'm going to eat a sausage roll yeah. and a whole thing of yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I had a massive eggs benedict. Oh, nice. I had like at least two or three lattes. That sounds like good energy. Yeah, I like that. I'm pretty good. As ever, I'm just bringing um, slightly tired realness. <laughs> uh, sorry, I've been watching a lot of RuPaul recently. <laughs> um, sober but tired realness is my raison d'etre. Yeah. If if you could have a raison d'etre about being tired. <laughs> but I got off the tram to come up to the new studios and... Uh, I was walking up Chris's road and I was like, oh, I don't know this road very well. And then suddenly I had this deep flashback, like a memory buried deep inside me. And yeah. I was like, I do know this road. And I'm, as I walked up the road, I realized my childminder from my primary school yeah. used to be at the top of your road. So I was walking up with like these vague memories of being, you know, two foot tall and recognizing the road layout and imagining my mum's old rover like sat on the driveway because we're only, very um, very weird we're only a few hundred meters away from your primary yeah, from school, my primary we? school yeah so very strange this is a real f- throwback for me i tell you what with that in mind we can jump straight into my first dispatch oh really which actually bizarrely touches on a couple of those things oh really uh yeah primary schools primary schools and involuntary memory <laughs> uh so this is a song that i wrote <laughs> called Marcel Proust, Ian Rush, Golly Wag. took a tumble whilst I'd love to say that Rex took a liking to a pheasant and I fell whilst gallantly defending the noble moorland bird it's just not true I just fell it's what happens with age you fall sometimes I fell face first and got a mouthful of grass and the acrid taste of soil took me back in time Marcel Proust Ian Rush Goldywag Jumping up for the header 
there were nine-year-olds out there on the playing field who had moustaches, and he really didn't want to disappoint them. They took it so seriously. I can feel the exact sense of not quite fitting in within the remarkably well-regulated world of primary school playtime football. I was a defender. I was always a defender. Not afraid to put my fat little body on the line. You're in, they would say when playing gollywag. You're in. And I would dutifully go in goal and play no further part in the game. Marcel Proust, even Rush, gollywag. Jumping up for the header, but not committing to it, cause I had my glasses on. I hope no one says we should play Wembley One. You're in man on one two, you're in man on one two, here if you need man on your in man on one two, you're in man on one two, here if you You're in man on one two, you're in man on one two, here if you need man on you're in man on one two, you're in man on one two, here if you need The sting of the ball hitting the face is coming back to me now. Raphael Wigan kicked a ball in my face from point blank range. Total eclipse it was. The hexagons on most footballs would become jagged and burred after being played on concrete so much, and it could hurt if you went to hit it with your head on purpose. But with the element of speed and shock as well, it really rocked you to your core. And it was a hell of a thing trying to shrug that off in front of all the bigger lads. Marcel Proust, Ian Rush, Goliwag Jumping up for the but not committing to it Cause I had my glasses on That was really nice. We we were bobbing our heads. Yeah, yeah. There's about the head bob bit <laughs> at, the, at the end. Oh, um, it's like nostalgia day for me. So yeah, that was. <laughs> it's really strange that you brought all those things up. I thought. Um, so, let me give me some background here. The background is with most songs that I write is a thought of a pun, and I checked to see if anyone else had written a song on that pun. And it was just the idea, of, so you know, like involuntary memory, which is yeah. sometimes known as a Proustian rush. Um, so uh, Marcel Proust. Yeah, I'm not aware of that phrase, but. Marcel Proust wrote about it in uh, a book about how he ate like some, a cake or something, and it sent him, it gave him a memory of like doing something as a child with his mother. Like in Ratatouille. I don't know. I don't, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not aware of uh, Ratatouille. That, that's the climax moment of ratatouille where the 
rat that's controlling the chef. They yeah. serve ratatouille to the food critic, and he has a. It, the ratatouille is so good. He has a flashback of um, his mother serving him ratatouille. Exactly. Yeah. So I assume that's uh, from Proust. That's what they've stolen yeah. it from. But just the idea that uh, like a smell or a taste or something will send you uh, back in time to something. I had one. I had one recently where I, I smelt something, and it smelt like my grandma and granddad's caravan. Wow. <laughs> Which is really, really weird. I kind of know what you beat, yeah. Caravans have a very particular... Very specific sort, smell, Like a yeah. plasticky smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, like a damp, plasticky smell. Um, and I was like, ooh, I had one of those things that people talk about, like a Proust, uh, Proustian rush. And I was like, hang on. Ian Rush. Why has, has there ever been a, a song called Proust Ian Rush? And so, and then I thought, and then I just kept doing the word association. It was Marcel Proust Ian Rush goalie wag. So goalie wag, what do you think goalie wag is? I was trying to remember what the specifics are of it. I feel like it's when you would be in goal and then the goalie would not be in the goal anymore. So yes. you would, yeah, then you that, would try and score into an open there goal. Wouldn't, there wouldn't be a specific person in net, but you could say, I'm in, or you could designate someone, you're in, and they could, so goalie wag, it was interchangeable keepers. Okay, was yeah. basically the idea. Yeah, yeah. But I have heard that this is, a term that has different regional variations. So, and Rush Goalie is also another one of those. So that, so in there, what? I've got Marcel Proust, Ian, Rush Goalie, Wag. Rush Goalie? Yeah. I've not heard that one before. Rush Goalie or Goalie Rush. Is that the same thing where? Supposedly. If we looked them up on Twitter, I'm sure that we'd be able to find it. <laughs> um... There's a tweet. There's a tweet. So this is from Mundial Mag, which is like a, I think it's like a funny lads uh, football magazine. Uh, it says, what do you call the form of football where any player can be goalkeeper? And the options are rush goalie slash goalie rush, fly keeper, last man back, or other specify. I, I would have gone with goalie wag i have never heard of any of those phrases me neither maybe last man back but i wouldn't have called it that and then there is someone down here somewhere who said it in, pri- in my primary school we actually had spider keeper spider keeper. that's just made up <laughs> goalie when needed see what the phrase goalie when needed is far too long yeah and also just not what a ki- i don't think eight-year-olds would say that no Rush goalie, but rush goalie comes up a lot. And then this person here, Pete Olleran Shaw, said, This is all wrong. The Sheffield Council estate playing fields and school terms were goalie wag and goalie when needed. But goalie wag is in there. So maybe it's a very regional phrase. I thought I'd concoct a little story about someone taking their dog for a walk and accidentally ingesting uh, grass and soil. <laughs> and then that takes them back to their primary school playing days, yeah. which is a. Uh, not true to my primary school football playing days because we never played on grass. No, never. We only played on like weird concrete, concrete or like grits yeah. um, pitches. I think we exclusively played on in the yard on concrete. But I, I just changed that yeah. just for this because I think soil has a taste. Yeah. Whereas concrete uh, doesn't have a taste. You don't want to taste concrete. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm very not involved with football anymore. And mm. I saw three lads... They were, on you know, shirt. they were <laughs> three lads on his shirt. 
sorry. Playing football. They were in their 20s playing football in the park while I was walking the dog. And they were taking it very seriously. But it, it was like a, it was like fun, but they were taking it seriously, like putting crosses in. And yeah, then when yeah. the cross was bad, they were like, what are you doing? It was like, oh, I don't know. I just can't get anything in these days. Or like, or like seriously talking about their knee complaints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, could have made it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for this dodgy knee. But in school, like, that's literally all you did was just play Wembley. Wembley Probably once. year seven, eight and nine i think we literally just couldn't played hack it. that's what i'm saying in the, I, oh i must have scored two goals total we i always liked playing i liked a big 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 messy match and i was a defender because not much would happen yeah but i quite liked the idea of like jumping in and getting like like full up throwing myself on the floor and stuff yeah <laughs> but i didn't actually like the cut and thrust of football yeah and I did get I did get a, f- a ball to the like square on in the face yeah. several times. Well, that and was. It was. I still think of it as like one of the most excruciating things, both socially and physically, <laughs> yeah. to well, go through. Well, that was always the thing in our high school because there was like the lower yard that was a bit down the hill where everyone would play. Fo- there would be like six games of football going on at the same time. Yeah. And if you had to walk across there, it was like constant fear of crossfire, like. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone got blasted in the head at some point wandering through there. Yeah, it was and you had to have like your eyes up, like because you just don't. Someone's gonna sky it, and you're like waiting for it to come down. And <laughs> yeah, and that habit of just like skying it constantly for no reason, <laughs> yeah. for that very purpose of just accident, accidentally yeah. landing on someone's head. Yeah. Well, that was that. I hope. I hope. Um, I enjoyed it. It was nice. Your brow, your brow was a little furrowed at first because I. I purposefully made the story kind of reveal itself slowly. Yeah, I was trying to figure out where, yeah, where you were going. Um, so maybe that will be more enjoyable on a second listen, yeah. which you won't get uh, <laughs> now in the podcast. But if you want to go and find it, uh, you can do. So uh, that's me. Oh, lovely! I like it. Thank you. Come to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Chris, this isn't the first time I've been hung over this week, uh, because last weekend, my wife and I went to... Oh, sorry. My darling Darling wife wife. (laughs) (laughs) went to a West Country festival called the Shindig Festival in Somerset. It was very West Country. It was great. And it was kind of full of... uh, It was sort of medium, smallish. It was like 7,000 people few fields, like nice stages. It was a very nice festival, kind of an older crowd. And we went there with Sally's older sister um, as it was her 40th birthday. Wow. And with her sister's friends as well. They were, they're also mostly in their 40s. But <laughs> the thing about Sally's sister and her friends is they're, you know, they've got families, they've got kids, they've got very professional jobs and all this. They're very, yeah. you know, good people. But they party really fucking hard. <laughs> like, when the kids are away, they just like... So the kids weren't there at all? No, no. The kids oh, were, okay. you know, with grandparents and uh, other halves and babysitters. And when they all get together, they just like party so hard. And even though they're like in their 40s, they like completely outpace... What are we talking? Drinking, uh, drugs, <laughs> swinging? Not... I don't no. think swinging. Any... S- Wife swapping? <laughs> Not that I know of, but... Tent swapping? 
Uh, there was people in the wrong tent, but that, that was more due to intoxication <laughs> than anything else, I think. Um, that was just an admin error. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, they're, they're super fun, super super great to go out with, but like really, really difficult to keep up with. But yeah, so we were with them at this uh, festival and there's this big group text that's been going on for about a month. This WhatsApp group message yeah. thing that has maybe 20 people in it or something. That's too many. And I know. And it's like every single day there was like lo- tens of messages all about like packing, getting their costume, like fancy dress outfits sorted out. That put me off everyone, going. Everyone going go. the way. I wouldn't go because of the fucking group, <laughs> group text. text. <laughs> yeah. So we got, to, we got to the festival and the festival was uh, Thursday through to Sunday. And, you know, we were partying hard every single night. But, I woke up one morning on the um, I woke up on the Saturday morning to over a hundred messages in this group text because what had happened is we'd all gone out and everyone had had their phones and so the thread was just like you know where are you we're here where are you we're here blah 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 just like whereabouts yes, are you we're yes, going here right. this this that that um, and as I read through it hung over in my tent I thought it's kind of like a beat poem isn't it it's like a because there are all these short lines, just a lot of repetitive, yeah, describing uh, describing where we went in the night and who's lost and who's where and all these characters and stuff. I think that's really interesting. So that's basically what this dispatch is: is I've uh, transcribed um, the group thread from that one night, that Friday night at Shindig Festival. I've changed all the names um, apart from mine. I think <laughs> I also took a video recording of me wandering into one of the tents in this festival while uh, trying to find Sally. Um, so that's going to be the background noise to this. Oh, I see. Yeah, so um, you're going to hear some, I think it's some hardcore drum and bass. <laughs> Can't wait to see you. We are going back to the tents to regroup. Meet us there. In the submarine. Jack, we are in the submarine. We are at the tents though. Jack, Harry, battery dead. We're on our way to the tent. Where y'all? Harry, Ned, Jack and Dog going to Ghetto Funk. Found a beat to us. Us, Cam, Cam, in Nautilicious watching Benjamin Zephaniah. Stardust, Cam, I'm going to Stardust. I'm in between the pink and blue stars. Guys, where are you? Fuck, Lola, we've lost you. We're heading to Stardust in between the pink and blue stars. Okay, coming. Where you at? On way. Nina, Rosie, me sitting in the car outside Stardust. By car? Nautilicious, come to Nautilicious. Where it? Stardust, on bike by Fun Police car. On way to Nautilicious. How you get there? Where you at? Seb? Bypass next to Fun Police opposite Stardust. Where you at? Nautilicious by the bar. Past the submarine. Seb trying to call. We're by the hammocks. Come along. Jen, where are you? Are Jen and Rosie with you? Karen, where you at? In the submarine. We in submarine. We're at Ghetto Funk. Soon. Yes, in submarine. Come in. I'm with Rosie. We're in submarine. Then head to J5 in Nautilicious. Nautilicious? Me and Alana leaving Ghetto Funk to head to Nautilicious. Yes, yes, or whatever the fuck it's called. Nina and me en route. Jane, come Nautilicious. Where are you guys? Me, Sam, Cat, in sun. Sub. Submarine now. We're in Ghetto Funk. At least I am. Gonna crash back here. I'm with some people in their tent. Can't find our one. Come and get me. Walk past disabled t- camping, then turn right. We are near the lady left. When you get back, stand up and wave his light, telling, 
Yo, Rosie, you silly cow. I'm sure I'll be close. Wow. And I that really was it. Like that. <laughs> what a lovely little piece that, that I got a complete sense of what that was like. I do think, I think, um, not to uh, intellectualize this too much, but I think uh, the raw texts of a thing plus the audio of the situation they were done in yeah. was a really good way of representing <laughs> right, yeah. what that's like. Just completely disoriented. I can't believe how often the phrase where you at was used. <laughs> yeah. Not a single person in there, like. <laughs> Wrote a normal sentence. <laughs> there are very few grammatically where, correct where sentences. <laughs> where you at? Where that? Where is that? How much harder is that to say <laughs> where is that rather than where that? Yeah, but when you've got one eye closed with like lights flashing at you and where music that? going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, do, what would you say is your... Um, I mean, that sounds like a terrible group chat experience. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you didn't... You, I guess you read it after. Yeah. So it didn't really affect you. But like... What would you say is like a good... What's a good number of people in a group chat? Uh, oh, that's like a that's like a philosophical question for our ages. I'm in so many group chats. It's unbelievable. Like, I'm in a handful. I think some of my favorite... You want more than four or five? I think some of my favorite are threes. Threes? Yeah. I don't think I have any like general threes. A three is for a very specific like thing, but... Well, I'll have one with, like, Mario and Jade. Yeah. I'll have one with Jade and Daniel. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think I have any of Because we have... We'll, that three will have specific things that that three will like. Oh, yeah. Like something about Coronation Street or pork pies yeah. for Daniel. Yeah. You know, or some kind of cool hipster thing with Mario or whatever. Yeah. Um, And that that's a nice that's a nice thing to tap into just into that, that that nice little three. Yeah, we've got a few that we're involved in that we can't talk about actually. No, um, <laughs> that have that have spiraled out of control. If you know, then you know. If you know, you know. That is a good chat, but it is it can be a bit too so much sometimes. Much. I'll be in the I'll be at work and be, I mean it's great at work when you're not doing anything. But I'll be at work and busy. And should we just do like... 10 minutes of podcast <laughs> about that chat without talking about who's in it, what it's about? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be interesting to listen to. <laughs> well, so I got invited to this chat. I got inducted into the chat. Which you got inducted, which to is to say you have to watch uh, various other media. You oh, have yeah. to be introduced there's via in... a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, there's an induction session. Yeah. Um, and which involves, I, I, I was like, quite honoured to be involved in this chat. Yeah, which is, so it involves like some videos and then sort of parody versions of those videos. Yeah, images. There's some music. There's yeah, yeah there's loads of like photoshopped images of the thing. Yeah. To be inducted into it, you have to like get a good handle on all of those yeah, things. Yeah. And then there's, I think I've maybe met in person. I mean, you and Mario are in the chat. Yeah. Um, I know you guys and I know one other person. And I've met one other person. So I've probably only met maybe four people and there must be 15 people in that chat. And the chat is active and everybody is active. The chat is it? active constantly. Everybody chips in a little bit. Every and it's now and mostly then. about the thing. Yeah. Like, even though they're all, they're all like mutual friends that have a lot of like um, mutual interests. Yeah. So they could discuss so many other things and stuff gets touched upon. But by and large, it's all about this one thing, <laughs> yeah. which need not have this much scrutiny. <laughs> no. No, no. 
Um, are you not not willing to say the other people? Huh? <laughs> you mentioned that Mario and me and you are in it. Yeah. But you don't want to say the other people. Well, now I don't want to blow up their spot, you know. It could be very damaging. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, I'll be at work. It's not the worst. The worst is whether I'm going to bed, and someone will be active in the chat because the chat can be silent for a whole day sometimes yeah yeah yeah. And you just forget about it and then uh i'll be drifting off to sleep and my phone will be like and i'll be like oh maybe this is important and it's like no yeah <laughs> i will say it's the my most it's the most mentally destructive oh yeah it's very of, distracting of my chats because i always feel compelled to check if someone said something yeah. i always feel compelled to check just see if it's anything like real big news yeah, yeah. Or if it's anything I've got something to say about, like, yeah. instantly. Or if sometimes something will blow up and I'll be right in the thick of it. It's hard for me to get in the thick of it. It's, I think it's hard for you to get in the thick of it because it's, yeah. it's very often run by, like, a handful, three or four, five key voices yeah. who were there from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we weren't. No, 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 no. And they kind of carry the whole thing and they know the whole history of the yeah. thing. I mean, uh, I got called out by... Uh, I said something that I discovered about the topic and someone was like, yeah, we all know that. And I was like, yeah, oh, well, that happens a lot. I don't have the things get reiterated. I mean, actually one of the big criticisms of the thing that we talk about on the chat <laughs> is that the thing repeats itself a lot. Yeah. But actually the chat itself is guilty of that <laughs> because it will come up with the same criticisms time and time again. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it is odd how compelling it is that everybody is very insightful though. Like most of the chat is opinions on the thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, it, I mean, observations on the thing. And a big praise I have of the chat yeah. is that there are people on there who have a very different perspective on almost everything. To me, yes, absolutely. So uh, they'll have an opinion. I'll be like, I would have never that. I would have never thought to say something like that. I would have never had that opinion. Absolutely. I would have never even considered that opinion existing. So it has like kind of broadened my horizons. There's a, there's a, a handful way. of things that I think we would all come to a consensus on sure, sure, regarding sure. the thing. <laughs> but the diversity, I, I, the of, diversity opinion, of opinion yeah. on the thing and the takeaway that people have is like very different. Yeah. I'm thinking of. Or both come in with sometimes very negative or, se- or very positive opinions yeah. that I go, oh, actually, that's a really sweet way of looking at it. Or, oh, that's really cynical but and probably right. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be a, quite a positive force in that chat. I do. I'm, I'm aware that that's a privilege to, <laughs> to feel positive about uh, the thing. When I get roped into it and it's like, and it's bustling <laughs> in the chat, when it's bustling in the chat, and I'm at home and I'm just on the settee and I'm like, oh God, this is so fucking good. And you're typing out another message and you're waiting for other things to come on. And you're like, oh yeah, great point. Oh, amazing. And uh, Jade's like, do you want to do it? No, Jade, I'm in the middle of something. I am on the chat right now. <laughs> do you mind? Yeah, but I just want to know chat. <laughs> it's all kicking off. It's all kicking. Sorry. I'm really sorry. It's just, it's just all kicking off <laughs> on the chat right now. I can't. No, I just can't. Right now, so it's all kicking off on the Jade chat. Jade isn't in the chat, is she? No, she doesn't like oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah. She th- she thinks it's bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a very long discussion about whether the chat was good or bad with Sally once. Um, Sally said she wanted absolutely nothing to do with the chat, which Ab- I, I respect. Absolutely and, uh, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 
Okay. Interesting. <laughs> in, uh, an interesting experiment, that, in talking about a chat that we can't talk about. Yeah. If you know, you'll know. If you know, you know, you know. <laughs> um. Anyway, Shindig Festival, right? Good festival. Great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great West Country Festival. Um, would recommend it. Quite cheap. Tickets were like 100 quid for four days. There was good acts all day. Really good cider. If it, We found the farmhouse cider place um, where they were having, they had like really good cider. And they had on the Saturday, they had a cider and cheese tasting. And they had these Ooh, two pretty good. very Gloucestershire guys. They were, oh, I, I wish I'd recorded them because they, they were the most Gloucestershire people. You could possibly imagine. I don't even know if I could, I could imagine The stereotype them. farmer accent. Uh, oh, right. The accent. Yeah. Did they have like big bushy sideburns? One of them had a big mustache. Uh, nice. The other was clean shaven, but he had the farming look, ab- <laughs> the cider making look about him. <laughs> he uh, was clean shaven, but he had a mustache of the soul. Yeah. <laughs> and they were uh, handing around uh, some mead and some cider for us to taste. And then they brought out this uh, a Somerset Brie. Yeah. It was huge. It must have been uh, probably 50 centimetres diameter, this brie. It was absolutely enormous. And there was and that's like bringing a keg yeah, to there a must have been, party. <laughs> there must have been 50 people sat down for this cider and cheese tasting. And the cheese, you know when you're uh, waiting for something to come round to you yeah. and it goes the opposite way and you're like, we're going to be last. Nightmare, yeah. yeah. So Sally was watching this cheese go around and she was like, we're going to be last. But it, it went round. All these people came round to us and there was still more than half the cheese left and it was all gooey and Sally just stuck a hand right in the cheese and like fistful of brie and just but it was amazing amazing brie wow yeah and the temperature was uh, it was warm at the time was it it was uh no yeah i'm just it, thinking cheese temp i would have said maybe 15 degrees it wasn't hot mm, good though good yeah yeah nice. no, not not too runny but no no oh it was yeah it was gooey yeah it was great one of my least favorite things in the world is trying to Trying to eat cheese fresh <laughs> from the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> There's no flavour to it. No. It's really, you know, you've got to get it up to room temp. This Somerset, they more. were like, oh, we're we're rivaling France now with our Somerset Breeze. And uh, I, I have to say the Somerset Brie was excellent. Top recommend. Um, <laughs> I've got distracted by the cheese and cider. But anyway, okay, so my, my other story that uh, we're going to come to about Shindig Festival was... Uh, there's some real characters there. We we were bumping into people that we knew, people Sally knew from work, uh, loads of Extinction Rebellion protesting ki- kind of types, mm-hmm. tons of West Country hippies, uh, people with boaters that we knew, like older boaters. That was like, there was tons of those. Um, yeah. And uh, one of the characters we came across, um, I've written, I, I wrote down my memory of him so I wouldn't forget. So um, I'm just going to read a... Uh, my little memory of this 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 character and then we're gonna hear from him okay cool here we go we were wandering through the shindig festival a bright shining sun and a stiff breeze blowing through our hangovers and our ciders when we were approached by a lanky man with a sunburnt nose he wore a chef's jacket emblazoned with a neon green map of africa and held a steel tureen yo you guys want any samosas They're a pound and the money goes to educating orphans in Uganda. My stomach was still doing somersaults from the previous night's excesses. No, sorry, I'm not hungry, but maybe later. You're not hungry? Okay, well, I'm at the stall up there when you are. He began to stride away, and then my wife turned to me. I'm hungry, she said, and I want a samosa. 
Well, go and get him then. She sprinted away from me. Samosa man, samosa man. (laughs) She returned with honestly one of the best samosas I've ever tasted. Half an hour later, we were sat in the grass while the herbalizer had a whole tent of boozed up West Country 40-somethings bouncing up and down to a dub rhythm. Behind us, we heard, yo, you guys want some samosas? They're a pound and the money goes to educating orphans in Uganda. We turned around. Samosa man! We got more samosas. As he walked away, Libby appeared. Where did you get those samosas? She said. The samosa man. She sprinted away from us. Samosa man! Samosa man! For the next 24 hours, every time we felt hunger, we hoped to see the samosa man. But we never spotted him and he was lost into the festival. The next day, as we were passing near the samosa stall, the samosa man's home base, we spotted him. Samosa man! Yeah, guys, how's it going? You like the samosas? Yeah, have you got any more? No, I'm not working now. I'm about to go up on this stage. You're about to perform? Yeah, yeah, I rap. All right. Yeah, I'm Inspector Veg. Have you heard my fruit and veggies track? No? Yeah, stick around. You better believe we stuck around. (laughs) The samosa man, aka Inspector Veg, stepped onto the small stage near the samosa stall and plugged in his iPhone. Yeah, so basically, I never ate any fruit and veg as a kid. I went till I was 21 before I ate vegetables. I grew up on frozen food out of packets, and then I suddenly realized, man, that's crazy. Now I only eat veggies. This is vegetarian blood. He played his set. We chatted more afterwards. Libby got his number. Inspector Vegman, what a character. Now, uh, I haven't had permission from Inspector Veg, but um, I do very much want to play his track, Vegetarian Blood, on our podcast. So hopefully, uh, guys, if you ever if you ever hear of Inspector Veg um, or he releases an EP or anything like that, check out his SoundCloud. He's, he's Inspector Veg on SoundCloud. Um, please support this man. He has excellent samosas and he is he is a true character. So uh, this is Vegetarian Blood by Inspector Veg.
Put your bacon down, steamers up. Ginger and seed in my cups. Smoke weed, try not to put meat in my guts. What don't eat sausages? Broccoli and we don't eat hybrid carrots. You might see me in Holland and Barrett's with bare vegetarian blood and we all eat salad. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood, blood. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood, blood. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood, blood. Yo, you need electric food, got energy. I'm the electric dude. The brain runs on electrical impulses. Don't believe me, check it out, it's true. Eat too much meat, drink too much alcohol. Eat too much cheese, drink too much milk, eat too many eggs. That's why your battery's dead. The biggest killer on the planet is disease. The only reason why we're victim, because of what we eat. I call it eating death. They call it a treat. I'm submarine deep, no TV and no process me. No, I'm no one of them sheep. Them humans can't even hear my words when I speak. I tried to give them the blue pill, but they didn't want to know. Now they took the red. Tried to give them spinach and avocado, but it's in the Savaloy instead. Don't eat sausages, broccoli, and we don't eat hybrid carrots. You might see me in Holland and Barrett's with vegetarian blood, and we all eat salad. Take the chicken out. Then let's talk about the liquor and the alcohol and the guns. The chicken got you wanting to use the gun because it's not real chicken. It's not real carrots. And the carrots are fake anyway, and they're making fake, real, fake foods. This stuff is getting crazy. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood, blood. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood, blood. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood, blood. Yo. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood, blood. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood, blood. Vegetarian blood, I'm a vegetarian blood. Yes, yeah, so he really likes vegetables. <laughs> what was the bits about? Um, I was intrigued about stuff about hybrid carrots. <laughs> I think it's the anti-GMO kind of thing. Uh, that's bullshit, though, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. He's a vegetarian, blood. Yeah, <laughs> he just needs to chill out on the GM stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, following on from your uh, description of a character who is real, I have. A character here that I not fleshed out very well. I got into reading this book about regrettable cartoon heroes, comic book characters from like the fifties and sixties that never kind of made it. Okay, and they were like a lot of them were like ripoffs of um, Captain America and stuff like that. Yeah, and so I tried to I tried to come up with like a what's like a big what's a big name for like a a superhero man. Uh, and I came up with Captain Century. Okay, that's and pretty good. It's a good name, isn't yeah. it? And they've always got to. Ha- this is the thing I got from reading this this book was like, there's always got to be like some crazy backstory, <laughs> and there's they always have to have their like their little niche uh, of some variety. So Captain Century, um, this is him. So Captain Century, his specialist skill was being 100 years old. He killed off his foes by inducing in them a paralyzing incredulity by showing them his telegram from the queen. This man in spandex cannot be this old, his foes would cry before their campaigns of villainy withered and they went off to consider a new diet and exercise regime. Captain Century bored you to death and sapped you right between the eyes. He judged you boldly and swore by his nightly tot of brandy, as all centenarians do. Of all superheroes, his origin story is long and complicated. 
owing to the fact that he had to live 100 years in order to take on his new identity, and that due to this length of time, his pre-superhero days are filled with a thousand details that are not relevant to his eventual superhero status. He was a bus conductor, an orchestra conductor, and a semiconductor. He was an Olympic pole vaulter in the Commonwealth Games. He has six children by eight different women. He was born at the Battle of the Somme. He is rabidly homophobic. He once sold a pig's trotter to Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer's granddad. And that's Captain Sentry. <laughs> we can cut that out. What's on all the rest of the paper? <laughs> oh, on all the other pieces. Um, Did you write more characters? No, no, I just had another. I wrote a poem called Did You Ever Have So Much Fun? <laughs> Did you ever have so much fun that snot came out your mouth? Did you ever have so much fun that you popped your ear clean off? Did you ever have so much fun you grew a woolen jumper? Did you ever have so much fun you ended up in court in a wheelbarrow? Did you ever have so much fun that you laid down dead and died? Did you ever have so much fun that you made a wealthy priest cry? Did you ever have so much fun that you pulled a wonky finger? Did you ever have so much fun that you lost half a golden pocket? Did you ever have so much fun you ingested toenail clippings? Did you ever have so much fun you awoke? covered in beef dripping did you ever have so much fun you made a seagull squirm did you ever have so much fun you propositioned an earthworm did you ever have so much fun you caught a nasty face did you ever have so much fun your dentist went to space did you ever have so much fun you grew an extra arm did you ever have so much fun you became perfectly calm that was did you ever have so much fun i like that one that was good it was very heard it in the playground yeah do you know that one no, I don't know that I one. I just looked it up. Alan Allberg. Oh, yeah, yeah, heard yeah. Heard it, heard it in, heard it in the playground. Yeah, yeah. Repeat the same thing and uh, then put a thing on the end. <laughs> dog on the playground. Passes the ball, dog on the playground. Kick it to Paul or something like that, yeah. I don't know that one very well. I know some of the other ones. Uh, the Each peach, pear, plum. That was an Alan Allberg one. Uh, okay. I think. Very, very like musical, yeah. repetitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so those are two things that I've written <laughs> ages ago, and I just thought they would be appropriate for reading out right now. Great. We're coming towards the end of the podcast now. Yeah. Strap in. We're not done yet. Uh, oh, <laughs> we're back again in the uh, self-improvement uh, shower. So it needs a, It needs a better name. We got the... Self-improvement sauna. Self-improvement. Here we are. Wait. Oh. Oh. Hi, Chris. It's like a sauna in here. Welcome to the... <laughs> We're in a sauna right now. Yeah, this is our new segment, old segment, rebranding segment. We're rebranding this segment, and uh, this is the self-improvement sauna. So get ready to sweat out all those, your past uh, problems. and oh, toxins. Uh, I think that's actually a myth. I don't think you do sweat out your toxins, but uh, never mind. Carry on. Well, this self-improvement won't necessarily make you feel better. <laughs> so. Oh, God. Um, Chris, the unexamined life is not worth living. That's a uh, Freud quote. Probably, probably not. But um, so what we're going to do is we're going to get to know... Examine our lives so it is worth Chris. living. Yeah, we're going to examine okay. you specifically, yeah. Chris. That's fine. Um, have you ever heard of the Myers-Briggs personality I have types? heard of the Myers-Briggs have personality Have you ever done a... Mer- I think Myers- I have done, yes, I have done a Myers-Briggs personality thing. 
Chris, I would like for you to do um, the Myers-Briggs personality test on uh, the popular website, 16 Personalities. Basically, I was... Uh, <laughs> for work, we basically did more or less a personality quiz. My manager made, it, made us do it. Because um, he didn't know what you were like. Before. Yeah, I think he was a bit like... <laughs> my manager is Ameri- he's very American. And uh, I don't careful. think... I don't think. Be careful how you use the word American as pejorative. But no, it's not pejorative. It's just like he's. Uh, I think he just didn't get me, because he's like a I fucking yank wanker. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not, no, he's not like that. He's just very. <laughs> he's very enthusiastic, and he's very like. Uh, and I'm not. I don't know. I find American enthusiasm hard to read as sincere. Exactly, and I think he just couldn't quite read me very well. So I did like kind of a personality quiz for work, okay. which uh, basically told him that I shouldn't be in sales. and um, Which you aren't. No, I would be absolutely terrible in sales. Yeah, me too. And I shouldn't be a manager either, which, which you I aren't. would also hate. So great. Uh, great. So, th- so it actually kind of worked out. So he, he found a personality test that told him that he never has to promote you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, uh, yeah, he was like, oh, in our organization, you're probably in the best position for you're you. And I was fine. like, no promotions yeah, okay, or raises cool. for you. Ever. <laughs> oh, I'll take a raise. But um, just, I don't want to be in charge. Well, of a are ton you of agreeable people. or disagreeable? Oh, I'm very agreeable. Well, there you go. You probably won't get a raise. I know. <laughs> but anyway, this sent me into like a spiral at work of being like, oh, I wonder, like, what, what am I actually like as a person? Um, so I took, there's a website called 16 personalities, which is like a Myers-Briggs testing website. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I did this test and I got a result and Sally also did this test and uh, got a result. And I thought, what would Chris be? And I have genuinely, I have no idea. Uh, so I've done my Myers-Briggs test and I am an INFPT. So this one is a me- is the mediator. Chris, do you want to know the uh, amazing thing? What's up? I got the same one. That's crazy. <laughs> my, uh, my is that crazy or is it like? Well, yeah. Here you go. Mine is an INFPA, so we are slightly different. All right. So the Myers Briggs test uh, sort of categorizes you amongst what they call four dichotomies. Yeah. Um, so the first one is how you your attitude whether you're an introvert or an extrovert the second one is functions which is uh sensing or your intuition like how you make decisions Hmm. or how you think and feel like do you think with your head and try and be very logical about things or do you go with your heart and uh go with your feelings the other one is to do with how you deal with other people in society and whether you're this is the one I don't understand very well. Is uh, the judging versus perception? So that's I think I think that's how you feel like whether you would judge someone or whether you would try and see something from their point of view. I don't really understand that one very well. I know where I stand on that that scale, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like a dichotomy to me. I mean, this is one of the critiques of this is that these things aren't necessarily yeah. opposed to each other. I also, don't really understand. Do you think with your heart or your head? So I think. I mean, the answer is, yeah, both. They belong, judgments belong to both of those. Yeah, yeah. But it's like how, yeah. Um, but I think in sort of broad strokes, it kind of classifies similar people with similar dispositions in the same kind of way. 
So you got INFP. And uh, the funny thing is that when I did the test, um, it gives you like how far you are on ev- all of the different scales. Oh, yeah. It did give me that as well, but I went past it. There we go. And I was pretty in the middle on most of them, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, kind of. And uh, your mine are a little bit more. My energy is more or less half and half intuitive and observant. Yeah. Observant. Um, but my identity is 69% turbulent. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then with this 16 personalities quiz, they also give you an, a T versus A, where A is where you're very assertive and you're very sure of your decisions. And T is where you're kind of a bit more unsure and a bit more improvisational, I think. They're all the questions that are like, when you make a decision, are you sure about it? And are you really confident that you've got the right answer and all this sort of stuff? And that's where we actually differ. Mm. And I was quite hard in the A. So I think this is the major difference between us, at least according to this quiz, is that I would be like... You'd be sure of something? I'd be like sure of myself that I'm You'd doing the right thing. you make sure though before. Yeah, maybe. With these Myers-Briggs personality types, like some people very strongly identify as their type. And it's like... It's the same with all of these uh, personality tests, like which Hogwarts house are you in? And like some people like very identify, they're like, I am, you know, a Ravenclaw and that's what I'll always be. Uh, And on Reddit, for example, there's like subreddits for each of the personality types. You can go through it and it's like, oh, I'm an INFP, but my boyfriend is a ESTJ and like we're not getting on or something like this. Oh, yeah, no, it's like one of those sort of... um YouTube subcultures yeah, where yeah. people get a bit mad with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the good thing about you getting INFP is I've done a lot of research into what people think about this personality type because it is apparently my own. Mm. Um, so the, saved you a lot of work. Yeah, it saved me tons of work. <laughs> so the INFPs are very... They're, they're the classical dreamers um, where you're, you're always lost in your own thoughts and you have your own flights of fancy... They put people like J.R.R. Tolkien and stuff like this in INFPs. Interestingly as well, the very thinky YouTube personalities also go in this. You're John Greens and uh, people like that. Novelists, Mm. fiction writers, very thoughtful but dreamy, daydreamy types. Okay. And also there was the thing on Reddit that you get a lot is is that... um, oh hard to get to know but once you know them like your best friends forever that sort of thing and uh the other one on reddit is that they they use this phrase called the door slam so apparently this is a trait with each of the personality types they also have their own like slang and their own traits and uh on reddit there's a thing called the infp door slam which is basically like um if you fall out with someone they're pretty much dead to you you never talk to them again wait that's what we we do that's what we do apparently chris so like but i think i do actually well i don't usually fall out with people but sometimes i will meet people and i'll just be like we're not going to be friends and then (laughs) we just and i just we're just not friends and i'll never see them again yeah i know what you mean i feel like i'd always try with people yeah I don't it know. Depends. I think there's probably a lot of scope within each of these personality traits for a lot of 
Well, yeah. Other things. But then, yeah, what's the what's the uh, the question is like? What's the ideal? Because surely you should be balanced on like all of these scales. What there's like, a there's an ideal. Is, well, yeah. Is there an ideal? I don't know. Well, it depends what you want. Yeah. And know. what you want is defined by the person that you are. Yeah. But I find it. But also, I think I think um, I think too much is given over to this kind of thing. Oh yeah. And. Um, if you want to change, you can do. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can change. Can you change who you are deep down? I think you can, yeah. Probably. I think you change over time as well. Like you've got very, we got like you know, like neuroplasticity. Yeah. You can force yourself into doing an awful lot of things that you wouldn't have thought was possible for you because I don't do that. Yeah. But I think. Um, that's that. Uh, this is where I find these a little bit problematic because it's like, well, that's me. I'm a fucking Gemini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. You a Gemini? I am a Gemini. Oh, actually. Yeah. I can see that. It's the only one. Oh, <laughs> it's the only one I could remember. Cause two personalities. Yeah, that's Chris. Oh yeah, two faced <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. And a me. I'm two faced, and I'm a mediator. Yeah. Work that one out. <laughs> I guess someone who's two-faced would actually be really good at mediating, wouldn't they? Because they, yeah. they could talk to both parties. My brother's a Gemini as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, big, Gemini. big Gemini boy. Yeah, I'm a Taurus. Me and Sally. So, <laughs> it's quite funny because, like, obviously horoscopes are total bullshit. But, I don't know, we just sort of latch onto it anyway. Like, Sally's like, oh, yeah, we're both Tauruses, so. And people are like, people look at us and they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You guys are Tauruses. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate that. <laughs> people go, oh yeah, oh. Of oh, course you are. You are such a scorpion, or whatever it is. Scorpio. Scorpio. <laughs> Daniel's a Scorpio. A Capricorn. The Scorpios are the hot lovers. Are they? I think so, yeah. But are they? I have no idea. Like, they can't all be. That's ridiculous. I, yeah, what is a Capricorn like? Don't know. Don't know. Uh, what's a Virgo? Don't know. It's quite funny because some of them are like you're like Leo, yeah, you you're like a lion, or and Taurus, like yeah, you're a stubborn bull. And Gemini, yeah, you're two faced. But some of them are but just we like could do that about, we I could have pick no idea. someone at random now, uh, like my brother. Obviously, this doesn't work for a f- podcast because people don't know what my brother's like. But I can tell you what my brother's like. Star sign. <laughs> Oh, he's balanced. <laughs> As Libra, you are social, analytical, and loyal individual. I can tell you for one already, Patrick is not a social person. <laughs> and you said balanced before. Yeah. He's got fucking diabetes, so his, his own body <laughs> isn't even fucking balanced. His body needs medicine to keep on a normal, even keel that other bodies just do. Um, let's see what else we got here. <laughs> this is a bit harsh. <laughs> While your friends and family appreciate your intellect and charm, they may appreciate your loyalty more. I don't appreciate his intellect and charm. What I find loyalty such a strange thing to define yourself by. How loyal you are. Yeah. Loyal to what? What are you being loyal to? Maybe this is why where we're the same, Chris. This is I think this is one of those fundamental things where we would agree on. Because I I feel exactly the same way. Whereas some people would be like, no, loyalty is the most important thing. 
isn't that just that's doing something you don't want to do a lot that's what loyalty is yeah just because you have to I mean, I obviously have some loyalty, but like, it, it's not a defining characteristic. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, you're defining yourself by your ability to just stick around something. <laughs> yeah, I imagine if you're very into your football team, you've probably like. Oh yeah, very proper loyal. Libra. <laughs> proper Libra. All football fans are Libras. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, we 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 group people into a type by so many different things. Like. Yeah. You think of an archetypal sort of like boozy lad football fan. Are they all the same star sign? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe. 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 But then you could, it's also so vague. It's like, well, I'm a Taurus, so, you know, I got stuck with one team and I'm, st- I'm one team and I'm sticking to them because I'm stubborn like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stubborn. St- being stubborn and being loyal is like the same, isn't it? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think <A> classic <laughs> Taurus. Thanks for listening. You can catch all of our old episodes at communalbathroom.com or on our SoundCloud page. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Spinetroll. You can find Sam on Instagram at SRBradley. Yeah. I am also in that band and we are called Super Review. It's me and Mario D'Agostino. We've got a few gigs coming up soon shortly uh one on the 13th of june at couch in sheffield and another one on the 30th of june which is our second soup and a show show oh great at uh cafe nine in nether edge uh so do come along to that tickets are 10 pounds available at cafe nine and do you have any more words to say sam yeah thanks for listening i hope you've enjoyed it there's plenty more communal bathroom on the internet if you want to find us uh, come and say hi. Buy Chris's album. I don't think. I think that's it. Yeah, that should be about enough, right? That's <laughs> so we will see you next time. And don't forget to wash behind your ears. Bye, bye bathers. Bye.